Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parsha Themes. This is a special edition for Chanukah, and I'm going to focus mostly on Ramban, but some other ideas as well, which I hope you'll find interesting. And the main question that we're going to focus on today is, why is Hanukkah eight days? We all know it's a very famous kasha that Beis Yosef brings down in Arachayim 670 as to why Hanukkah is eight days if the miracle of the oil was only for seven days, because the jug they found seemingly contained enough oil to burn for one day, and so the only actual miracle was the extra seven days that it burned. Now, this question was actually already asked by Tosa Rush and the Meiri in Shabbos 21a. And um, it seems like the Beis Yosef might not have had access to uh, those Rishonim. But either way, um, many of his answers that he gives and other answers that other Mepharshim give are, are Mechavin and in line with that which the uh, other Rishonim answer. So I'm going to share with you 18 answers. But before I do that, I'm going to do two things. Two quick thoughts based on Ramban alone. And then a third thought, which will be in, uh, the Ramban's answer to this kasha that I've seen the Ramban used uh, to answer it. And then uh, other answers as well. All right, so let's start off uh, just with the Chashmanam. Chashmanam, we know, were a great family of Kohanim, and um, they took over the battle and protected the Jewish people. We know that about a third of the Jews became Hellenized and joined the Greek movement, uh, which is too hard for them to um, be able to uh, hold themselves uh, back from joining that enlightenment, so to speak. But uh, much of the nation was lost, and the, the uh, Greeks were trying to destroy the Jewish uh, soul. They didn't care. Once you converted, then you were accepted. It wasn't like the Nazis that just wanted you dead because you were Jewish. And it wasn't like the uh, story of Purim either, where it was just Lahashman Laharilabid against your body. But it was this was a spiritual assimilation where the Greeks were trying to take over the Jewish ideology and destroy all that the Jews held dear. So the Hashanam came and they were great, a great, great, amazing family, and they took over the war, and with their piety and sitkas, they uh, battled and they led the Jewish people to victory. They got back the base of Migdash and uh, ended up, uh, that's where the miracle took place. They found the one Pach Shemim, they lit, etc., etc. We all know the story. So the Ramban is in the end of Parshas Vayichi on the Pasuk of the bracha that Yehuda is getting from Yaakov Avinu. Lo yasser shevet Yehuda, raglav. Yehuda is going to be the leader forever. We know that David Melech comes from Yehuda, and his dynasty is forever. And Melech HaMashiach will come from Yehuda. Shiach ben David. So, the Ramban makes a comment that even though the Chashmanam were great people, however, during the Bayashini, uh, it was actually the year of two, 213 out of 420, the Bayashini, where the story of Hanukkah took place. So at that time, the Chashmanam took over the kingdom and, became, and proclaimed themselves kings. And it's for that reason that Hashem decreed that they should be destroyed. So despite what they did, and the Ramban says, without them, the, the Jewish people, their Hishtalas is what saved the Jewish people, Alpidar Chateva, well, it was a nace, but they were the ones that did this ishtadlos, and this is based on the Gemara Megillah, Yudalaf, and Yudalaf. It seems to say that uh, if not for the Chashmanam, Matas Yoko, and Gadol, and the sons, the, the Jewish people would have been destroyed. Yet, they were punished uh, very, very severely that they were wiped out. And four of these the sons that took over, Yehuda, Elazar, Yonasan, and Shimon, they all were killed by the enemy eventually. And not only that, but the, many of them were, not only that, but many of them were killed by their own servants. In fact, the Gemara Baba Basra says that anyone that says they come from the Hashmanai family is only a slave because that's all that was left. So it needs to be understood what's going on. 
So the Ramban says that they should not have made themselves king. The kingdom was given to Yehuda. They were amazing leaders. They were amazing generals. They were amazingly righteous people, but they should have maintained that capacity and not tried to take the kingdom away from Yehuda. Additionally, Ramban says um, that they should have remained teachers to Kalah Yisrael and Kohanim, whose job is to upkeep the Torah and to teach the Jews and to serve Hashem at the base of Migdash. And he bases this on Yerushalmi, which seems to explicitly say that there were two offenses that they did. Uh, one of them was that they took over the kingdom from Yehuda, and the other one is that they forsook their Avodah Hashem in the base of Migdash. Either way, we learn a very powerful lesson, which is that Hashem expects us to follow the roles that he set, sets up for us. And if there's a rule that is made, uh, that Yehuda is going to be the king, then a person is not allowed to change that. And you know, no matter how great the person is, when they are going against Rasa and Hashem, and when they are being mavatal, that gazer of how Hashem set it up, that it needs to be in the Shevet Yehuda as the leader. And when they go against and they stop serving Hashem in the base of Migdash and stop doing their capacity as Kohanim, there is a tremendous punishment that comes their way, no matter how great they are. And it's just something to think about in life. You know, what does Hashem want from us? And what is my mission and what is my role? Of course, in our lives, hopefully, our lives are not a danger if we're not doing it, but our purpose in life is to really get focused on what we're trying to do. And every light in the candle of Hanukkah needs to be separate and cannot be overlapping to show us that each person needs to be their own individual and find their path towards service of Hashem. That's one thought. Another thought is the famous Ramban in Parshas Baaloschas on Eros, where the Ramban brings down, there's a famous Medrash. The Medrash says that why is the Parsha of the Menorah uh, written right next to the Nesim, which is Parsha's Naso that precedes Baaloscha. And the Medrash Rashi brings down, um, the Ramban, we'll see, is going to argue with Rashi, but Rashi brings down that Aaron saw the dedication of the princes, and he felt bad that he was not part of it. And so Hashem said to him, don't worry, Aaron, yours is greater than theirs. You will light and prepare the candles. So the Ramban understood that Rashi was saying that, you know, Aaron Akoyan, you're going to light the candles every day in the menorah. But the Ramban has a couple of questions on this, but the most famous question is, how did that pacify Aaron? Um... Why, why, why did Aaron specifically get the candles? Uh, he could have gotten the Ketores or any other Avoda that he did every day. So the Medrash doesn't seem to be understood. But the Ramban says that this Medrash is hinting explicitly to the menorah of the Hanukkah story, that your descendants will continue to inspire the uh, miracles and the Yomtev of Hanukkah, and that will last forever. And so that's why your lot is even greater than theirs, because theirs is for the Mishkan, and the Mishkan will stop. Even the base of Midrash will stop until Mashiach comes at some point. But the Hanukkah candles will last forever. And that was the uh, zechus that Aaron had because of his longing. And we find this theme by Hanukkah as well, that when someone longs to do a mitzvah and longs to do something right, this is where uh, greatness comes from. The Jewish people didn't want to bring a Pach Shemin that was tummy even though they could have, or they could have used something that was tummy, but they didn't want, they wanted to do it better. And that's where Hanukkah comes from. So when we have that desire, we want to do Ratzon Hashem, we want to do it the best way possible, that's where the miracle of Hanukkah comes, and that's the merit that Aaron brought down by his longing. The third is, third shot that I would like to share today has to do with that original story, question of why is Hanukkah eight days? So, uh, the, the question is based on a couple of premises, but one of the premises is specifically that there was no miracle on day one of the burning of the Shemin because there was enough for it to burn for, for one night. There was only seven days of miracles, so what's the shot? So I heard from my dear Rebbe, Rabbi Shrizeli Rubensins, that's all, and I've heard this from other people as well, um, that if we look at the Ramban at the end of Parsha's uh, bow, very classical Ramban, and hopefully we'll spend time on that in Parsha's bow as well, 
the Ramban says that what's the pshat and all the ten makos and the miracles that Hashem did in taking the Jews out of Mitzrayim? And he says that the purpose of all the mitzvahs is so that we should believe in Hashem. And he says, When a person sees large miracles that take place, that brings a person to a recognition of the hidden nisim that take place. Meaning that the ikker thing in life is not the ikker, is not the big nisim that took place, while wow, Hashem took us out of Egypt. No, that's an impetus to help, that's a springboard to help us recognize, wow, that's an amazing miracle. But wait a minute. We're supposed to take a step back and say, Hashem does miracles with us every day. The entire existence of Teva is a miracle. The fact that Hashem decide, decreed that something should grow naturally is a miracle in itself. Who said that if we plant something, it should just grow? Who said that we should be able to breathe every day and that our body should function every day? And when we start to recognize that even the small things, even Teva is in itself a miracle, that's the greatest achievement in life because then we recognize that Hashem is guiding us all day long. And it's not just the miracles that wake us up. Miracles are a springboard to help us recognize but the Teva itself is coming from Hashem, and that's the ultimate recognition that we're trying to reach. And so therefore, based on this Ramban, it's brilliant, because what happened was the Jews had this miracle that the Pach Shaman burned for seven days. That was a miracle. It wasn't Alpi nature. And from that miracle, they recognized, wait a minute, even the one time that it burned, that was also a miracle. Just Teva itself is a miracle. And so the entire theme of, of the purpose of celebrating Hanukkah is to recognize that, yes, there, Hashem does miracles for us, and that wakes us up to recognize His presence and His greatness. But the main thing we're supposed to recognize is that Hashem is guiding every moment and every second of our lives, and even Teva is in itself a miracle. And that is how I've seen many people apply this shot of the Ramban to answer that question. Now I'm going to give you 17 other answers. All right, here we go. So, number one, the Jews knew that it would take eight days to get new oil. And so they split the oil they had found into eight even portions. And thus they saw a miracle on the first day as well because it continued to burn all night. And some of these answers you'll find have questions on them and there's contradictions between different Mepharshim, but they're all interesting and fascinating ideas that you could look up and you'll see Beis Yosef himself gives answers and other Mepharshim, Shulchan Aruch, give answers and Chassam Sofer and many other people give answers and I'll try to mention some of the names. Answer number two, after they filled up the menorah the first night, they saw that the oil had not been diminished at all, and therefore the miracle was seen on the first night itself. One of the kashas on this is that, according to that, if you follow it through, when they get to the eighth night, there shouldn't be any miracle because they don't need any more oil. But you could say that maybe it refilled then too. Either way. Number three, the extra day is in celebration of the victory over the Greeks, or for the miracle of finding the oil with a proper seal in the first place. Number four, the Marsha says that the menorah cups themselves were broken and unable to be filled up with one day's worth, and yet still burned an entire day despite the fact that it was missing some of the regular oil amount. Number five, Rav Yaakov Emden says that the first day celebrates the dedication of a second base of Migdash being built. Number six, according to some versions of a text in the Gaonic Shiltis, it says there was not even enough oil to burn for one day, so the story is a little bit different. Others say that that's a printing mistake, and they look at the Gemara and Shabbos for proof. Number seven, the original wicks lasted all day instead of only a few hours. Number eight, when the miracle happened, Kislev had 29 days. But now, a days, it has 30 days. And thus, we want to observe the holiday until the second day of Teves, even though it is now eight days instead of seven, because the original miracle happened until the second of Teves. That's a chassam. So for shot. Number nine, the Chidusha Arim says that the bottle only contained enough oil for one light, not for the entire menorah. And miraculously, it was used for the entire menorah for eight days. Number 10, it's prohibited to replicate the temple's utensils to make a menorah with seven branches, and thus we had to celebrate eight days so that our menorahs would not uh, go against that prohibition. Number 11, the story of Hanukkah occurred on Shabbos, and thus the Jews lit before Shabbos, 
and needed more oil on the first day, yet it still burned for the entire day as regular. Number 12. For a miracle to occur, there must be something to start with, just as the Ishes Ovadia was told by Elisha to pour the oil that she already had, and it would not stop until she ran out of vessels. So too, the Jews left over some oil on the first day that they would have for the second night, and yet it miraculously burned the entire time. Number 13. The menorah had to be rebuilt, but a new vessel absorbs some of the oil into its wall. And thus, on the first night, they really did not have sufficient oil, yet it still burned the entire time. Number 14. The Greeks tried to stop the Jews from keeping Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and Brismila. To show our victory, Hanukkah always contains at least one Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh of Tebes, and the number 8, hinting to Bris, which is performed on the 8th day. Number 15. The Chassam Sober says that the oil was only enough to be burned for one day indoors. However, as a way of announcing the victory, the Jews lit the menorah outside. It says, neros They lit it outside. Hence, because of the wind, which causes more oil to be consumed, it should not have even lasted for the first day. So a miracle was really for the eight days. And number 16, which is part of, uh, based on the Ramban, which is the very fact that oil burns is also a miracle. Hanukkah is a time for recognizing all that Hashem does for us and not to take anything for granted. So that's based on, like we spoke about the Ramban. And number 17, the Rambam holds that you must light twice a day. The portion that they found was only enough for one lighting. However, it miraculously burned for longer. And I told you I was going to tell you 17 more. So number 18, because I already explained one of these answers, is that the word Shemona 8 hints to the idea of Shemon, oil, that is pressed and extracted from the olives. The text calls the Jews B'nai Bina. This is based on a footnote, by the way. The wisdom of Bina is extrapolation. 8 hints to something above 7, which is nature. This is what the holiday is all about. Hanukkah is the celebration of Torah Shabbat Peh, that Torah that must be worked for with great effort. That's the Torah that carries Kali Yisrael through Gullus. So those are 17 plus one answer. So 18 total answers about why is Hanukkah eight days. And last thought is from Rav Nachum Lansky Shlita, my dear Rebbe from Neri Yisrael. It's most apropos that just as a small jug of oil that they found sprouted forth even larger quantities from it, so too this small question of the Beis Yosef and of the Rishonim sprouts forth many insights into Hanukkah. Wishing everybody a Freilichen Hanukkah, a Lichtige Hanukkah, a Hanukkah filled with recognition of purpose in life, of satisfaction, happiness, family time, and personal growth and family and community growth. May this Hanukkah bring light to us and all of our families. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at parshathemes.com.